Hey friends, it's Mark James. This is the first time I've ever recorded the podcast whilst walking. Um, I got weight today. It was not good. We're back up above 20. I'm not happy. I don't know what I've been doing last night. We ate it terribly. I bought these uh, kofta kebabs from um, town that are amazing, to be fair. So I bought those and I brought them home. And uh, Sarah turned them into a proper Greek meal in pita breads with garlic sauce and uh, pickled cabbage and all of the accoutrement. And um, it was delicious, but she also bought loads of sweets, cookies, Easter eggs. What are we doing eating Easter eggs? It's fucking January. God, but we did. We had Easter eggs in January. So at all of those felt absolutely horrific. Went to bed feeling shit. Woke up feeling shitter. Got weighed. <laughs> oh, it's not good. So I'm out now doing a big walk. Um, Sarah's like, well, I was going to not eat today. And Sarah said, I'm, pay- I'm passing a lot of blame here, aren't I? Sarah's getting all the blame for everything. Um, and then she was like, so we're not having Sunday dinner? I said, well, no. She went, but we always have Sunday dinner now. It's like a routine. And I've already taken the chicken out. And I thought, oh, well, if the chicken's out, then who am I to argue? So we're having Sunday dinner today. So tomorrow, come on, friends. It's officially the middle of January. I've wasted more time. I'm back where I was two weeks ago. I've got my lecture on Tuesday, which I'm, you know going to be pissed off about because my suit's going to be too tight. I've only got one day of real weight loss in between now and then. So I won't eat Monday, Tuesday. I'll try not to eat Wednesday. I've got my new show is on Thursday, so maybe that's the plan. Three-day fast, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Don't eat until after the show Thursday. <laughs> I won't go walking Thursday because I'll be feeling pretty weak, I imagine. So I'll just um, chill and prep for the show. I've got my guests I've got uh, Andy Gladwin from Vanishing Inc. coming on to talk about his Desert Island Decks, which is going to be fun. Uh, That's a version of Desert Island Discs, which they don't have in America, I found out. But it's a great British radio show where famous people, and I mean, you know, all sorts of people, captains of industry, um, celebrities, (laughs) singers, pop stars, surgeons, you know, you name it, all sorts of writers, interesting people go on. They talk about their lives interspersed with eight of their favorite records. If they're going to ever listen to eight records again, that's what they do. And they talk about them. So, um, yeah, we're going to do that, but with decks of cards. So Andy's doing that. Mario, the maker magician, is coming on to perform a trick and do an interview with me. I've got some decks of cards that, are, that I'm reviewing. I don't know what they are yet because they've not, uh, I've not opened them yet. I'm unboxing them on the show. So that'll be interesting. God, if I sound out of breath, it's because I am. The part of the walk that I've called you on is the bit where all the, um, what's it called? All the hills are. So it's been, uh, I just feel rough from that. <clears throat> I keep having to go a bit quiet because I'm walking past people. And I realise that the way you have a conversation is that you leave gaps for other people. Whereas uh, when you do a podcast... You can't really. You just stream of consciousness chat. Anyway, yesterday I was talking about Swedish magicians. I didn't tell you about another friend of mine from Sweden. His name is John Hoodie. Now, John is uh, quite famous in Sweden, as I understand it. And he's done some TV presenting and stuff, as well as being a well-known magician. And he's a lovely guy. I met up with him and his uh, 
think fiance in uh, who's lovely as well. Um, I met up with them both for coffee many times, and John many more times than that. Um, I think he would pronounce it Jan Jan Hoody, but uh, John Howdy. <laughs> anyway, so um, I met up with him, and he took me to this great hotel. And the hotel, I think, is owned by Benny from ABBA. And inside of this hotel in Sweden, I must get the name, is the most amazing theatre. And John had performed there a ton of times. And as soon as we walked in, all the people in the hotel, um, you know, behind the bar and whatnot, knew who he was. And so when he asked if he could show me the theatre, they had no objections and let us in. So we went in and this theatre is just in the middle of this hotel. It's incredible. I must look up the name and post some pictures or something on Instagram because it's really good. I didn't take any at the time because I was too in awe. You know, sometimes when something takes you so by surprise, when he said, oh, let me show you this room, and then we go in, it's like a, like a mini theater. It was amazing. But not even mini. There's a balcony and everything. It's incredible. But anyway, so I loved hanging out with him too. And uh, another Swedish friend who I didn't mention yesterday is Charlie Caper, who I've had on my podcast and uh, on the Talking Shtick podcast, and he's a great magician as well. Sweden, for a country that only has a population of 5 million people, has honestly got some of the world's best magicians. Like, I've probably missed quite a few off, (laughs) but all the ones that I've named, what have I named now across two days? Eight magicians, and they're all fantastically good. 5 million people. You know, that's wild, isn't it, really? You think the UK's got, you know, 70 or 68, 70 million people? And I don't think we've got that many good magicians. <laughs> no, we have. We have got some great magicians. I don't put me on the list, um, but we've got some great other ones. So, yeah, I don't know. I, um, I just had a dog walking next to me for a second there, which reminded me of the dogs eating their owners episode of this podcast, which still remains one of my absolute favourites. Um, the other thing that happens a lot when you're walking is that uh, I'm walking, and I walk at a reasonable pace, but a lot of people are running as well, and a lot of people run past you. And sometimes that's okay, because they look, you know, young and virile. And then sometimes, like I got ran past yesterday by a woman who must have been in at least her 80s, and she's out jogging, and you think, God, why can't I do that? I'm jealous of an 80-year-old woman and her ability to jog, but I'm not about to start because um, I looked it up and I think I told you this yesterday, but 400 calories you burn an hour on average walking and you only burn 600 running. So, you know, would you rather run for an hour or walk for an hour and a half? Well, I'll take the walk. I mean, I couldn't run for an hour, whereas I can walk for, I don't know, three, four hours at a time take a little break, do a few more. I mean, I walked for eight and a half hours, didn't I, the other week when I did that marathon, so I don't know. (sighs) Anyway, what else was I going to tell you about today? I'm going to do something rare. I'm going to consult the notes. Um, Oh, oh no. (laughs) Andy Gladwin just messaged me saying he's having a tooth taken out. And... um, he thinks he's going to sound stupid for the rest of the day because uh, he's having a tooth taken out on Thursday in the afternoon. I mean, that doesn't help, does it? I'll have to call him, see what the crack is. Oh, yeah, so Joshua and I have been working out some goals. I could do with some ideas here. 
I, it occurs to me that when I was a kid, I feel like I was always into loads of different stuff. Like I would, I had a microscope for a while, I had a telescope. I was very much interested in seeing things closer than I could see them. <laughs> but I also had magic sets. I used to do all sorts of little hobbies. I'd make bookmarks and, you know, just everything. I was making stuff all the time. All Joshua ever wants to do is play computer games. So what I need are some good alternatives because we're taking the computer out of the equation like three or four days a week and turning it back into a reward thing, which, you know, it is now. He's only allowed five hours a week. But while it's been locked down, we've let him have a bit of extra time every day. So I just need some other ideas. I'm going to teach him how to play ukulele. And then if he picks that up, the guitar, I'm going to teach him about photography. I want to get a microscope for him and find some stuff to put between the slides. Then he'd be like Dexter, hacking people up and saving a drop of their blood when he's older. <laughs> and, uh, you know, if you haven't seen Dexter, I highly recommend you look it up. It's good. No spoilers. That's in the first episode. And every subsequent episode after that. But anyway, um, yeah, get a microscope. Don't know. Just stuff we can make. I used to make these bookmarks. There's like a long strip of paper, maybe about two or three fingers wide. And um, what you do is you'd fold it in such a way that you'd draw like a face on it. And then when you opened it up so that the fold expanded like an S-shaped fold, there'd be all this other space and you'd draw like a shouting mouth in there. So your bookmark looked like it was suddenly shouting, which it hadn't been before. They were fun. I used to make those all the time. I'm going to make some of those with them. I think I'll do that today because that's like a can do that straight away job. Um, but I don't know what else. So I need some other ideas. If you've got any ideas of uh, things we can do, things I could teach him, things we could make. I've taught him a bit of magic. He's learned billiard balls and stuff. He's not mad into it. He doesn't really seem at this moment, at nine years old, to exhibit a great amount of passion for anything other than playing computer games with his friends. And I always said I wouldn't be that parent. And yet, computer games, the pull of them is so persuasive. Um, that, you know, it, it gets you. Because I'm the same now. Even I, during lockdown, I've played loads of computer games, which I wouldn't have done before. And as you know, I've played Call of Duty every day. So, I don't know. I need some ideas. Hit me up with your ideas, friends. What did you love to make or do as a kid that I could do with Joshua that's old school? We tried geocaching for a bit. We're going to start doing that again. I don't know. I need some ideas. Hit me up. Anyway, that's today's pod. <laughs> Bye, friends. Hope it sounded okay.